Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. I'm John Norgrove. This is <laughs> Julie Norgrove. I was going to say your host, but I don't host this. Let's be fucking. Totally I thought maybe real. you had forgotten who you. No, were. no, 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 no. I totally knew what it was. I was going to say like I'm your host, John Norgrove, and I'm like host of what? What is happening here? I'm watching too much TV. That's what that is. Uh, yeah. So either way, we're back at it again. Uh, it's Horn and Cauldron podcast time. Uh, if you are, let's get the business, the business stuff out of the way. If you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell and do all that kind of nonsense. If you're listening to this on your podcast network of choice, subscribe and leave us a comment. If you would like to support more of this witchy content, you can join our Patreon. We have a Horn and Cauldron podcast here. We do stuff and we talk and we answer questions and it's fun. Come hang out with us. Yeah. Um, if you uh, are into other ways of supporting us we have an etsy shop so check that out and um and we have uh social media channels that we do videos on too but a big thank you to our uh patreon patrons you definitely help keeping us uh doing this thing and it helps us to do things better and uh better than the last time so that's pretty exciting uh i guess uh i guess let's get on with it yeah yeah so today we are um at the break i'll i'll specifically thank the patrons i that is not as easily found on the cell phone as it is on the computer uh (laughs) it's like one click on a computer i can name all of them whatever it's not important anywho today we are talking about Toxic internet witchcraft. So I am going to preface this with, we are nice people and we are not attacking you. You may sound or feel attacked. If that's the case, maybe look inward. Maybe you're being toxic. I'm just putting this out there, right? Um, We are uh, very like open in the way we discuss all this stuff. And this is more about addressing the things that we have seen in the most recent um, year or so. Yeah, like it yeah. really it's really been in the last the like like year, like year and a half, year and three quarters. I mean, really, it's the it's the like, you know, the the shadow times, the stay at home times, <laughs> I think, have driven a lot of people into uh, being a little tense about shit in a way that they normally would not be. So that's kind of what we're talking about. We're going to try and run through this stuff for the most part fairly quickly because there is a fucking bunch to cover. Ooh, Let me tell you what the, the, the toxic so internet much. witchcraftery going on right now is pretty fierce. Uh, but you know what? If you d- like, obviously, if you are watching this on YouTube and you disagree with us or we uh, misappropriated a thing or that's probably not the right word. Uh, misconstrued a thing, probably closer to the right word that I was going for there. Um, I don't know. Uh, let us know. I'm more than willing to have a conversation with anybody about pretty much anything. So, um, yeah, unless you're a racist, then fuck off. But, um, but, uh, yeah, pretty much other than you being racist. Like, let's talk about it. If you disagree, that's the point of this is for us to discuss and learn and grow together into a witchy community that's accepting and uh, and not dicks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah. I and mean, we're <laughs> certainly not trying to call anybody out unless you're 
you know, someone who's practicing unsafe fire or food yeah. uh, stuff. Which yeah, if is you're our... eating or feeding poison <laughs> stuff to people, fuck off. If you are doing fire shit unsafely, fuck off. And if you're racist, fuck off. Those are like the three. Yeah. Yeah. For our, Don't be uh, for our three safe. listeners, there's your drinking game entry uh, for this episode yeah. of the is podcast. The, is, the, is the standard don't play with fire dangerously, <laughs> you fucking idiot, you'll burn your house down. Yeah, so really <laughs> the idea behind this episode is not Let's to call to anybody clarify. out, but kind of how to clarify and how to practice ethical heathenry or witchery, depending on what term you prefer, yeah. and remove negativity uh, and to, ignore some haters. To, elucidate though the things that people are doing that are toxic so that way you don't get caught up in it and and, and this will come up throughout the whole thing but there are there i mean you see it all the time where somebody poses a question online and they're like hey like i was in this group chat and these people were saying this thing am i not allowed to do this no more or like you know, like talking to friends and they're like, oh, I read this thing that like this is only for these people or this is only for this or like the way that I've been doing this is whatever. And it's just like, man, that's that you don't need to you don't need to be you know, be asshole about stuff, you know. But so, yeah, let's just let's just bloody get into it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So first we're going to talk about cultural appropriation and closed practices. But before we talk about this, it is a controversial subject. Uh, and I want to first talk about the three A's. This is my own thing that I made up. This is not some sort of standard. Uh, so that is appropriation, acculturation and adoption. So first appropriation. So the definition of appropriation, which is pulled from dictionary.com is the act of appropriating or taking possession of something often without permission or consent, anything appropriated for a special purpose, especially money. Now, um, when you look at other resources for ideas about what appropriation is and what that act and what that looks like and definitions of it, you can find, uh, this quote on Wikipedia, and it goes, those who see this appropriation as exploitive state that cultural elements are lost or distorted when they are removed from their originating cultural contexts, and that such displays are disrespectful or even a form of desecration. Cultural elements that may have deep meaning to the original culture may be reduced to exotic fashion or toys by those from the dominant culture. Now, examples of appropriation would be the Nazis taking the swastika, which is a widely used religious symbol for fertility and luck and had been and for like peace tens a, of a, thousands a of, of years stuff, yeah. before they came around. And then they use that as their political symbol. Yeah. 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 So like now swastika, bad news. You see a person with swastika tattoo, bad news bears. Um, but like if you, I think, the, I think the big, the big Buddha statues with the swastika are in Thailand, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I've I seen, think. I've seen them. Uh, I've seen like on like uh, history channel shows about like Buddhist culture and things like that, you know, and every show has to do the thing where they're just like, I know that this looks like a swastika, but like this is the, this is the historical like reason why this is here. Everybody relax. These guys are Nazis. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's a solid example. Nazis taking shit and then, mi and then, and then misconstruing it to represent some new 
less cool shit. Yeah, yeah. And another example is um, Native American headdresses worn as costumes. There was a Victoria's Secret fashion show in 2012 that had a bunch of models wearing replicas of uh, Native American headdresses, which are something that are... Have, like, cultural significance. Yeah, very, very intertwined significance. And if you're not American, I imagine this is, like, probably hyper-confusing or seems crazy to but the American and like Native American, the like modern American v Native American cultural appropriation, Washington Redskins, uh, Chiefs sports teams, yeah. Victoria's Secret headdress thing is like an ever evolving topic of discussion that a bunch of people do not want us to have for reasons that I can only imagine are obviously racist. Um, but, uh, you know, this is one of those ones where some people are going to fall on one side, some people are going to fall on the other side, and there's a bunch of bloody gray area in the middle with regard to, like, what and how and why and situational awareness and a bunch of other things. And, um, you know, as long as we're having a peaceful conversation about it, it's fine when people start, like, throwing around cuss words and, and, and making fun of each other and such like that, then... Conversation's broken down. We're not going to come to an agreement, and uh, we're all just acting like like butts at that point in time. So, yeah, I guess just don't be a butt. Yeah, yeah. About it. Now, not everything that takes from a culture other than your own culture is appropriation. There are a lot of different type, there are a lot of different ways that that a kind of A bunch of English gets, words. Gets, a uh, bunch of gets French integrated words. And gets used. A bunch of German words. Um, so... Next is acculturation. Now, the definition of acculturation, again, from dictionary.com, is the process of sharing and learning the cultural traits or social patterns of another group. Uh, And different cultures have different ways in which they prepare and serve and eat their food. When people are exposed to another culture for an extended period of time, thinking of people who live in another country, um, especially for short periods of time, studying abroad. Yeah, all that stuff, host programs. Or growing up in a neighborhood that is very dominant for a specific culture, those individuals tend to take on aspects of that host, in quotations, uh, culture's food customs, and they implement them with their own. In cases like this, acculturation is heavily, heavily influenced by the general knowledge in that particular population in which the individual is living in. And this is only talking about food, but you can see where this kind of goes across other areas. And um, it helps and it kind of like informs the way that they use unique food preparation methods, unique foods, and also how that influences the media and social social interaction, especially around food. And that definitely applies to other places. And um, it's that's one way that that can go when you see someone who are who is practicing a lifestyle that wouldn't be what you would think just by looking at the cover of that book, what that would look like. Yeah. I mean, I guess really, first of all, don't judge a book by its cover is like obviously an important one here. But I also feel like like we don't all know the situation of why a person is doing a thing. And we should not assume that the, 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 the instantaneous assumption should not be negative. It shouldn't be like, oh, whatever. Like, like a, a common one that's argued is like, like white people in dreadlocks. Why does that white person have dreadlocks? Uh, that, that came up after, um, 
the Matrix. No, 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 no. Actually, not as much as you would think. No, it was a different time. It was the 90s. That doesn't count. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't the 90s because that, that was the Matrix 2. That would have been, that been like 2001. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe 2000. But um, no, uh, after Aquaman, bloody oh, his mom. What, what yeah. the heck is her name? Why can I not remember that actress's mom? flippant name? Is it name? Michelle Pfeiffer? It's in definitely that? not Michelle Pfeiffer. Is it? It might be Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't is know. Is it Nicole Kidman? I think it's, I think Nicole, it's Nicole Kidman. Kidman. I think it's Nicole yeah. Kidman, yeah. But like, it, whatever, in like two scenes or whatever, after she's been like abandoned in a cave in the past under the ocean or fucking whatever. <laughs> that, whatever that was, man. There's a there's a there's a the bunch of secret sh- land world inside of the ocean. Yeah, there's yes. a bunch of confusing shit in that movie. I mean, it's a fun movie. I love that movie. Jason Momoa is awesome, but except for Amber Heard. Yeah, that's fair. Again, separate, distinct issue. Yeah, but um, uh, like so, like with like she came out and she had like dreadlocks or whatever, and like on the internet, a bunch of people were just like, "This is cultural appropriation that they gave her dreadlocks." Blah 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 blah. blah. And it's like, well, is it or is it that her hair is like really long and she doesn't have shampoo because she's in a cave and probably not a comb. Yeah, because she's in. I mean, cave. I guess she had like a turtle shell. She could have like carved the bottom a, of the ocean. Yeah, right. Didn't wasn't her armor like turtle shells and shit? It was like it was like nets and turtle shells and yeah. other weird oceanic accoutrement. So like, I guess she could have made a comb or whatever. But like, that's dumb. And also, were they trying to appropriate a culture by giving her dreads, or were they trying to visually show you that a bunch of fucking time has passed? I think they were trying to and that she was alone show under that she's a cave, got like a new right? look. So, so, so you <laughs> see how this is a solid example of like, if we assume the worst case scenario first, then it leads us down this path where a movie is culturally appropriating a thing because a white lady trapped in a cave for like 35 years is cultural appropriation as opposed to stopping, not judging and thinking first and realizing that that was just a visual example you know, because like show don't tell, <laughs> as opposed to the eight million other times they decided to tell not show in that movie. So well, that's actually a perfect segue you know for I mean? for the next and the last <coughs> of my three A's, which is adoption. Yeah. Perhaps she was merely adopting the practice, whether consciously or out of need in yeah. storyline kayfabe, as if you will, um, yeah. that she O-fabe, you know was going to have. You know, because it's called kayfabe because it's in a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give that one to you. Yeah. Uh, so adoption. Uh, maybe she was ra- just doing that because she had to be for reasons. Uh, so the definition of adoption, again, from dictionary.com, so I can keep everything on the level and that I'm not cherry picking definitions here, I mean, um, is the act of accepting, embracing, or starting to use something as an idea, behavior, characteristic, or principle. And a great example of adoption, aside from Jason Momoa's mom's dreadlocks i think i think dreadlocks is, on white folks is the perfect way to describe this i will get there continue yeah is someone who was uh raised and still practices a religion like let's just say um catholicism and incorporates other religious traditions into their belief and practice yeah. so i know several people who were raised catholic who have other traditions that they have adopted into their practice some of them are more um are more along the lines of Buddhism. Some of them are more along the lines of witchcraft. Some of them are more along the lines of hoodoo. Some about, of them are more along the lines of Christian Celtic magic. Celebrate Christmas. Yeah, or right? non-Christian I mean, celebrating let's, let's Christmas. Let's be honest. Like me, Xmas is adoption, not 
acculturation or appropriation. Yeah. Hey, you can't have that toy. It's a loud toy. Yeah, there you go. Come on, man. <laughs> you bloody waiting and stuff. Uh, okay, so, okay, so, so, appropriation has malicious aforethought. Acculturation has to do with, like, like, Setting what you yeah what right you were it's it's just a it's a it's to. a function of, of exposure and settings and then adoption is it's the fucking definition of adoption, right? So I, I would I would the way that I would define these in the tiny cross section of white people with dreadlocks, mostly because <laughs> uh, like I have no problem with white people with dreadlocks. I have my whole life never understood why people have an argument about that. Like dreadlocks weren't. Dreadlocks are a function of like, other than like doing them nice, right? Like we're just a function of like long hair not being kept properly. Yeah. Right? Kind of a thing. But appropriation would be like if some dude named Kyle had dreadlocks and claimed to be like from the place and like wearing a lot of, you know, jaw kind of stuff. And like, you know, like he's he's putting on well, that whole affect and he's claiming to have that whole culture. But like that, that's got nothing to do with him. Right. He's just claiming to have it for the clout. But right? he they're, doesn't they're, act um, it. What, he is, doesn't what is that called for yeah. um, in the military? People who lie about having been in the military there. Um, oh, they just talk about this in the book that I'm reading right now, too. Um, stolen Valor. Yeah. Right. Stolen valor would be uh, would be the the like sort of the idea there that I'm trying to get at. Right. He's 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 appropriating this culture that he has no connection to and that he has no like history with and whatever the uh, and, you know like whatever the fuck. Right. And perhaps he's doing it for money or followers. Well, he's doing it for he's doing it for clout. Right. He's doing clout, it. He, yeah, yeah. You're doing it for clout. You're appropriating. You, I mean, if if you're if you're being a uh, like a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. It doesn't yeah. matter how, it's just that you are, right? Whereas acculturation would be like if you grew up there and that's the manner in which you act and talk and dress, right? Or you grew up in a community that was like highly enriched in that and steeped in that mm -hmm. culture and that's the way that you grew up and you eat and you cook and you talk and, 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 and so that's why you do that, right? Is it cultural appropriation regardless of skin color or religious background that you speak with a Southern accent? No, you're from Georgia, you sound like that. It's fine, we're from <laughs> California, we sound like this. It's not an accent, I'm not putting it on. That's just how it comes out of my head. <laughs> Right. So 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 like like accents is a, is a great one. Right. If you speak the the accent that you're from, then acculturation. If you put on a fake accent to try and get a job appropriation. Right. If you move to a foreign land and instead of calling it gas, they call it petrol. So you start calling it petrol because people are super confused when you're talking about gas. That's adoption because you're there and it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's you. You. I hope that it, that the myriad of examples I have been trying to get across on this delineates the difference between these things, primarily because uh, there's always going to be an argument about this. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. You know, so like in my mind, it's it's a it's a one at a time kind of situation. Right. And then we'll figure it out 
for each individual example. It's almost like a like a flow chart. <coughs> yeah. So before we keep going down that of rabbit hole, we're going to talk about closed practices and closed communities. Yeah. So definition time. A closed community, um, because closed practice isn't really something you can find a definition for on um, the mainstream dictionary type thing. So we'll go with community instead. Yeah, I guess like a like. If a lawyer lost his place of business, that's a close practice. That's what they're trying to get at with yeah. a lot of this stuff. It's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Googling close practice gets you some interesting yeah. local information. <laughs> a closed community intentionally limits links with outsiders and outside communities. Closed communities may be of a religious, ethnic, or political nature. And you can see how this translates to the idea of closed practices in modern heathenry as well. Sure, yeah. So we're going to talk about the Amish. The Amish are a closed community, uh, and most people you can't are... just join Amish. The Amish. What? Wait for it. Um, so <laughs> the Amish are a closed community, and most people are at least vaguely familiar with the concept of what Amish is. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not an expert on being Amish, uh, but or, or obviously, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, Coming what? To you from a pretty non-Amish standpoint. I don't yeah. have any personal history with the Amish, nor do I have any beef with them. It's just sort of, this is the way that this goes. So anyway, yeah. to be Amish, you must be baptized. And that is done typically between ages 16 and 23, which is where they consider adulthood. That's right after Rumsbrugge. That's how most people know of Amish. Um, and Amish. you also have to follow Ordnung, which uh, may differ slightly between communities, and it covers day-to-day -day living, including including the primary do's and don'ts of Amish life. And I'm not going to get into those because we're not really talking about them, just the idea behind what a closed community such as the Amish would have. Mm -hmm. um, now, failure to follow Ordnung can cause a person to be shunned or even excommunicated. So that is a example of a closed practice that yep. is being Amish. It's not that you can't join the Amish. It's they just, just got rules. They what got you can rules get kicked out shit? Yeah. in order to qualify to become Amish or yeah. to continue to be Amish. Yeah. Now, besides that, we are not going to make any ruling for which practices are closed or not. That is something that you, as the listener, have to research and look into yourself. Yeah. We are not experts. We are coming to you with the most lukewarm of hot takes here. Yeah. And our goal is be not. Hotter, <laughs> they could be way not, hotter. They're not. But we are. Our goal is to unify people yeah. and not to we're pick building, fights. We're with building people. a community of like minded and open minded individuals. If you want to do close shit. Do close shit. That's fine, but don't be don't be a dick about it. That's you and yeah. your decision. Yeah, um, yeah. and if you find, uh, as an example, because she just brought it up in the Amish thing, if you find a practice right, um, and it seems closed or it seems like it's doing some uncouth shit that you disagree with, um, I would I would take the synonym route, which is the way that I like to think about it. Is like, um, for example, in America, a satru is generally associated with like hate stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not in other places. So like look up synonymous practices yeah. to find the like non hate speech one. Exactly. Or, or whatever. So just because you found like, like, like orange witches are like none of this shit. Right. It doesn't <laughs> mean that like, it doesn't mean that like, you know, whatever. 
red witches aren't cool or something. You know what I'm saying? So like you, you want to use these colors and all I can think of is the green lantern colors. There can only be one orange green lantern at a time. Well, that's cause he's the chaos lantern. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't fucking know. I'm a Marvel fan. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like green is, yeah, I don't know any of the colors. Oh, buddy. Hope? Oh, man. Is green okay. the hope one? No. Is black the zombie one? Yes. Okay, that's gangster. And white is like the weird angel-y one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's Yellow's, also blue. Red is angry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember an orange lantern, to be completely bloody frank with you. <laughs> By their powers combined, do they become Captain Planet? No. Oh, okay. No, well, then don't. I don't care, because that was a better um. comic book. <laughs> Bam! Shots fired. There's been some. There's been some good Green Lantern. Runs. I actually super love the um, Black Lantern run of comics, but that's again entirely negligible. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's a uh, not Captain not Planet's really still better. So, Come at me in the comments, yo. Fight if you. There is a practice or school of magic or heathenry or witchcraft that you're interested in, or something specific that may belong to one of those practices. Look it up. Re do some research. Um, and like your idea about synonyms, um, I like to think of it as like meta uh, analysis is um, so reach out to or research in several different types of people. So there's going to be people who are like very laissez-faire about things. There's going to be people who are very strict and conservative. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be people that are in the middle. So look into several different sources of schools of thought about whatever it is that you are interested in that may or may yeah. not be a close like, practice to get an idea. Do um, your research yeah, do and your research. don't take somebody's word as law and... Don't take one person's word as law or even two. But once you start getting above I would, two, I would say you take can start no seeing a consensus as law. of information. Yeah, you could come to a conclusion that matches somebody, but don't don't just listen to people. That's crazy town. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do your own research and yeah. make your own decisions, yeah. whether or not that is a practice that you want to be affiliated with yeah. or to take things out of and sort of see where you, um, you know, kind of want to go with that as well yeah. as. And if it, and if it's like it, like if this is like a, like if it's a closed practice uh, in whatever way it's a closed practice and like but it's like the thing that you're looking for and you totally like dig it and whatever, like there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's not it's not that closed practices are or are not wrong, right? I mean, like, theoretically, like, the Catholic Church could be considered a closed practice to some extent or another. Yeah. You know, because there's, like, things you got to do and, like, rules you got to follow and stuff, right? Or, or, or like, like any other monotheistic church or, or uh, whatever bloody alien volcano mm -hmm. Hollywood nonsense is going on with those people. <laughs> um, and all that, right? So it's not that a closed practice is intrinsically bad. It's just that it's a slippery slope to making a closed practice um, not a good place for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's And that's, there's a line there. It's a very fine line and it's quite faint and it's hard to see, but it's there. Yes, absolutely. Right. So just pay attention to what that looks like. And I think that this needs to especially be said for someone who lives in the U.S. is look for perspectives that are also from people who are outside of the U.S. Uh, we're currently living in a time where people are very 
us versus them and About reactionary and um, even conspiracy theory a bit. And everybody just calm down. Yeah. But look at sources that are outside of what you would normally think of as an echo chamber to help you to make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you agree with it doesn't mean that it's um, the thing. All right. We're back. That's right. We're back. And uh, since we're back, shout out to our uh, patrons. We've got Alan and Miranda. Uh, Helena, Mackenzie, and Alexa. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you for helping us do what we do. Big loves. Yes. Uh, And with that, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So speaking of closed practices and communities, there are two Examples that I see fairly frequently um, when I am online looking at witchy stuff, and the first one of which is smoke cleansing versus smudging. So uh, smudging is a ceremony that is done by certain Native American tribes, and it is very specific to their practice as a ritual, and so smudging is sort of the negative connotation term cultural appropriation wise Mm -hmm. for it smoke cleansing is not exactly the same thing as smudging but it's using a bundle of herbs or resins or woods to cleanse an area it is common around the world to use cleansing or antiviral and antibacterial and and antifungal herbs in this process so some that are fairly common uh, all the way around the world is sage there are many different types of sage just be sure that the sage that you're getting is harvested responsibly uh evergreens be careful because some of them are toxic uh and lavender thyme oregano curry leaves rosemary are all things that are very commonly used in a bunch of cultures throughout the world for smoke cleansing now to do smudging is to do a very specific ritual but to do smoke cleansing is something that you can kind of choose to do however you want to do it yeah and i think that this is this this is a solid example of two things specifically right one is that like like are we jumping at somebody with negative intent to start with when somebody's like, I just smudged my altar space. And you know, people are like, bah! and it's like, all right, man, like they didn't know that there was a difference between smoke cleansing and smudging. Right. Yeah. Because like before, you know, you don't know. That's what knowing is. But I think also, there was a rap song about that. Not all, um, <laughs> not all, not yeah, all, what is it? Not all hot tubs, not all hot tubs are jacuzzis. But all ju- jacuzzis are hot tubs. I mean, that is correct. Yes. yes, it's it's that brand thing. A lot of people think of the word. I mean, it's smudging. like what do you what do you call that little piece of rolled up cardboard? What with cotton at the end that you put in your ear? It's called a cotton swab. But if you call it a Q-tip, that's a brand. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there, there's that, and also, and this is something that's going to come up a little bit more frequently as we get into like deeper stuff. Um, and I've probably brought it up before, but honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember things so good. But um, English is a pretty crap language at <laughs> learning new stuff. So I would argue that a lot of people, when they say smudging, they mean smoke cleansing, but they've never heard the term smoke cleansing because that's two words and smudging is one word. Yeah. And most of our language is trying to get it out as fast as humanly bloody possible. Yeah. Right? So, so, so like, if yeah. Some, so if you encounter someone or you yourself use the word smudging when you mean smoke cleansing, 
give that person grace and don't beat them up because yeah. they used. The well, wrong and if they don't know, this is accident. an opportunity but to definitely educate. help to educate. Not them. like a ass regular educate, not ass educate, <laughs> right? So, uh, like, in my mind, smoke cleansing and smudging are, like, identical words. I know that there's, like, ritualistic smudge smudging. That's a different thing, right? That's not yeah. any of the things that I'm thinking about. But, like, oh, like, it, like it's a smudge stick or you got to whatever. I mean, honestly, 50% of the time I call it saging. Oh, you, gotta, you just got to sage that. Or actually, and sometimes it's not even the with time, a fucking stick of you sage. You just say, "I'm gonna burn some of those herbs." Yeah, that sometimes is the you thing just herb that you burn say shit, most bro. of the time. So, when specifically using this bundle <coughs> that we have on, which our, there's not even term. any sage in that. That's no, just this is um, lavender, lavender and bay and, and uh, redwood. redwood. Yeah, which I think redwood is mildly toxic, but it is not. Not it's to not? burn. Nope. Yeah. Yay. Uh, Good for you me. I just didn't is, uh, trust. is mildly toxic. You. You. Y-E-W. I know. I'm mildly toxic. Bam. What's up? Yeah. Figure so um, moving on to the other practice. And this one I see less often. you can't hear finger guns um, in a podcast. No, you cannot hear I said finger guns. finger guns, so that counts. You could have a special sound effect for finger guns. I do. I, I can program four sound effects into the sound thing that we use to record this, but, and I cannot stress this enough. I don't really know how to do that. So. I mean, but like once you do, we've definitely or, created Or is it that thing where I use finger gun sound effects way too often? Bang, bang. Yes, I do. So, <laughs> yeah. Also, if I'm getting a finger gun sound effect, it's definitely, um, it's definitely G Dragon's bang, bang, bang. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, bang, bang, bang. I love Bloody that song, love that song so, so much. much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those guys are crayons, so hot. Crayons, a better G-Dragon song, but whatever. It's just me. <laughs> I no, I love Bang, Bang, Bang. And that's not just Crayon, <laughs> though. That's. um. Oh, well, no, no. Bang, Bang, Bang isn't hands. just G-Dragon. Crayon is just yeah, G-Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that. <laughs> but I know that G- I'm pretty the... certain G-Dragon's the one who says Bang, Bang, Bang in the music video. He but might be. I'm, I might be wrong I don't about know. that. We're going to have to watch yeah, that Yeah, whatever. We're going to rewatch a bunch of K-pop music videos I now. need some, like, sexy K-pop men in my life right now. Who okay. Doesn't? So, uh, honey jars. So, honey is used as a spell component. Like a honey pot? Uh, no. Like a is... Winnie the Pooh thirst trap? N- no, that's a different kind of honey jar. And mm. honey receptacle. Is that a gross honey jar? Winnie the Pooh thirst traps? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that <laughs> shitty dictator who doesn't like to be compared to Winnie the Pooh? Oh, it's, it's um, that guy. Fuck him. The it guy matter. who runs China. Is that? Is it him? It is. Yeah. I'm the, is now. he the president? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. That guy's a piece um, of shit. Um. I. Yeah. It's. It's pretty funny. John Oliver does. If a that's whole who. If that's who I think that is. If not, high five. I don't fucking know. Or man. we're sorry, stranger, that you'll probably never yeah. see this video. Unless you look like Winnie the Pooh. I mean, who doesn't want to look like Winnie the Pooh? That guy eats honey all day. Have you had honey? And he that has a is... great time adventuring with all of his friends. The, well, yeah. I mean, he has like a real depressed friend and like a kind of irresponsible friend. But yeah, but like he has a great time adventuring <laughs> he, with he all of his friends. He has fun at least. Yeah. He has fun. Yeah. So honey is use as a spell component to attract um, things to you or to help to sweeten the situation. And uh, jars are have been used as a receptacle for spell work for thousands of years across many cultures. We've talked about this in several episodes. Yeah, Um, put it in a jar. So I... 
was perusing the internet a few weeks ago and there was a there was someone who was asking about honey jars and there was a comment on this post that was saying that honey jars are used in hoodoo um and they indicated that that is probably a closed practice to this person and that they should maybe not use honey jars but i'm not go so again we are not making hmm. the ruling that hoodoo is a closed never practice heard that before. or not i or that honey seen. jars are only associated yeah. with so uh, Honestly, honey, it has been used in many cultures all over the world yeah. for similar purposes. Guys, bees are everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and true. so have jars. How do you think we know who's so royal and not? This is one of those things where it makes sense to try and do some research to see what other cultures around the world used for them, as we previously mentioned. Yeah. So you can find examples of honey in magical spell components all the way going back to ancient Egypt. Yeah. Um, so it is I, certainly I not something that's used by only one thing. another example of our language not having evolved to handle the things that we're doing because yeah. there's honey jars, the, the whatever specific ritual thing that they're talking about that somebody's talking about as being potentially closed. Right. And then there's honey jars, which is like a jar full of honey, right? Like if you don't buy an upside down bear, then you probably buy a honey jar. I don't think that there's something necessarily magical about that. It's called no. Safeway or a Vons or Albertsons. And sometimes that honey jar is made of plastic. Yeah. And sometimes it's made of ceramic because you bought a honey jar like eight months ago because you were going to do a really intense project with it and, and you still haven't done that, that project. Inside. But like you keep meaning we're to, so you it. still have a bunch of honey in its own separate plastic receptacle that you keep meaning to put into the honey jar except you don't actually want to do that because yeah, you want to make honey from the honey a, jar a, first. A bee man, a bee person. Or you became a bee An person. An apiary? I don't know. An uh, so I don't know what the, a bee So called. these two are only... <laughs> small examples of there are of the things that you see out there. So yeah. the, again, the reminder is to educate where necessary, but don't be an ass about it. Yeah. And to also, do your trolls, research. Right? And don't if, feed the trolls if, on the internet. If, some, guys. if somebody's like, you can't, you can't use sage. It's closed practice, whatever. Just fucking ignore that person, man. Like they're looking to start fights about a herb that grows bloody all over. Right. Like, don't don't engage the trolls on that one. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it, do it your is, research, don't engage the trolls and accept that maybe English is not the best language to communicate some of these points about. <laughs> and so maybe we're saying the same words, but we're talking about two entirely different things. As an example, orange, <laughs> the color and the fruit. Yeah, but also keep in mind that we are currently living in a really bizarre dystopian hellscape that seems to be getting worse with every passing month yeah. in a variety of different ways. So, you know, just like everybody kind of needs a little bit of extra chill, the fuck like, out. chill vibes hey, right now. Chill out. So, um, Man. that's the appropriation kind of thing so let's talk about something similar but like a little bit different let's talk about misuse and misinformation online so first thing i want to talk about is gatekeeping so um gatekeeping is something that we don't agree with and that is really just trying to put people into a position where they need to follow rules or you can and cannot do these things. Yeah. They're really used whether subconsciously or consciously kind of as like a position of power sort of thing. Yeah. 
it, yeah, uh, like it's if your practice requires there to be like a bunch of hard and fast rules and like gatekeeping and like you can't attain the 12th level of Acaridia until you do this thing or whatever. I just made that up. Roll hunters. I just made that up on the fly. Immediately troll hunters. But like whatever. Like if 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 that's your thing, like that's totally fine, right? Um, but again, don't be a dick about it. I mean, I feel like the TLDR of this one is just like don't be a dick about stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, before I just tangent the shit out of this. (laughs) Yeah. This is this is a tough (laughs) one. So we'll try and keep it concise. So the first thing that I want to talk about before we talk about other things in gatekeeping is the term baby witch and why you don't need to use that term unless you want to. Yeah. So a baby witch refers to someone who is or feels new to witchcraft. Or if the baby came out with a pointy hat. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Oh. Uh. I couldn't fucking resist that. <laughs> or if just, you dressed your in, baby up in as a witch. In my mind, it was a baby dressed like a witch, and I was just like, that's and a baby witch. if you did what are you that, do? please that shit, bro. send us pictures because we want to see adorable babies dressed as witches. Right. Uh, okay, so or some creepy people... adults dressed as babies dressed as witches. Way Ooh, scarier. No, I don't want to see pictures. You <laughs> You're have like, pictures Never mind, don't we don't want that. pictures of that. Yeah. Cute babies, that's fine. Anything else? No. Uh, so um, <laughs> some people use baby witch as a derogatory term to lower a person's status in a group. Um, if you think about this in an American terms, it would be thinking about like high school seniors versus like high school freshmen. Um, but you can also use other terms if you prefer to be a baby witch. When I was first practicing and first absorbing this kind of knowledge back in the 90s. And I hate to date myself with this because it makes me feel old. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm not we're not trying to shock um, you here, but that's because you are. Oof, I don't, don't want to hear that. That's how time works. I don't want to hear that. We're all old. It's old. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. So um, last year and a half was like 12 in, years long. Back so, in my day bam. when we had to walk off both dinosaurs. ways uphill and fend off dinosaurs. And when you gathered information by it being <laughs> reading some sort of molded weird into paper clay tone. tablets, um, <laughs> that wasn't really a term that you used, but it also was a very early time in witchcraft when really Wicked Wicca was kind of like the main sort of thing. Yeah. So I never Mostly was in the position where I would have called myself a baby witch. But that's not to say that that's a bad term. If you feel like that's a term that you identify with and that you like using, by all means, go ahead and use that. But if you want to try and use some extra or fun terms, you can use neophyte. You could use novice, greenhorn. I'm going to say toddler shaman is probably the best (laughs) one because there's something very threatening about a kid with that kind of power. Tenderfoot. Ooh, I don't like that one at all. These are like from, if you, if you do like beginner, these are the, the, no, no, I, 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 I've heard tenderfoot. I'm just saying, I'm not into that one. You could use abyssidarian or you could just say witch. Um, there's no, there's no necessity for you to downplay yourself your knowledge or your skill or your skill level um, by using the term baby witch in there. Yeah. But I mean, again, like maybe don't start off and like call it, yourself a grand wizard or some nonsense. But like, I mean, if that's your jam, dude, I mean, like, maybe don't say grand wizard. That's a little that's a racist racist. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. So many cool terms stolen by racists. <laughs> Damn racists. Yeah. So uh, I do see out there that there's a lot of 
stuff that's kind of like, if you're a baby witch, you have to do this, or you need to learn this, or you need to do this before you can do that. Yeah. Um, that's really where the gatekeeping in terms of baby witch is. The names, yeah. that's just a tangent for me. I like to see fun names for that. Yeah. Um, but don't let someone categorize you like that, and don't let them force you to do something very specific like that. Unless, again, that's something that you want. Yeah, you practice in this guy's practice, and if he says you got to read this book to do his thing, then like read his book, do his thing. It's college. Yeah, just maybe <laughs> don't drink the Kool-Aid. Well, right? first of all, just never drink Kool-Aid that you didn't prepare yourself. I, I feel like at yeah. this point in time, I can't. I won't even trust Kool-Aid in my own house. Must wise, I prepared that shit myself. Um, Kool-Aid. We it, don't even have Kool-Aid right now with Tang. Yeah. Things better. Um, uh, so make your make your journey enjoyable yeah. um, and not another assignment. So if you have been in conversations or have been in a position where you have felt um, as someone who doesn't have as much experience with, with witchcraft or even someone who does and someone has made you feel less than because your knowledge level is less or they're saying that you have to do all of these things before you can be considered a witch, um, you don't need that person in your life. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do what they're saying and you don't have to believe what it is that their dogma is. So really your practice is your practice and you can kind of choose wherever you want to go with that. And if that means that you want to practice something that has more rigid rules and structure like that, that's also perfectly okay. Yeah. But keep in mind the borderline between something that is acceptable that you want and something that is unacceptable and toxic for you yeah. as a person. Yeah. Just, you know, keep an eye out for your number one. Whatever they number say. Number one, yeah. So labels and paths. Much like the term baby witch, let's also talk about types of witches. And we've talked about this also in other episodes. So if you want to hear more about talking about labels and paths, you can listen to episode three, which is 10 tips for a magical new year. Or episode four, which was spellcrafting 101. Now, Contrary to pop culture and social media, you don't have to choose a witchy path. There's a lot of really cool images out there on social media, especially that are like forest witch and kitchen witch and cottage witch and lunar witch and solar yeah. witch and all the different words you can put in front of the word witch. I follow, I follow like, um, all and of those posts. And let me tell you, They're you don't have so to cool. choose just one of them. I love yeah. all of these things. And yeah. personally, I identify with basically every single type of these witches. Yeah. Um, so I typically consider myself an eclectic witch, which is someone who picks and pulls things from a variety of different cool places. Not as cool as omni-witch. I'm just putting it out I there. I definitely prefer omni-witch. Yeah. But sometimes I want to But <laughs> sometimes like I want to refer to myself as beam of light a kitchen shit. witch. Or, you know, it's, it's sort of... Think of it more of branches of a tree than roads that you're walking down. Think of it like hats in your place of business. Do, do, do you talk about hats? Business hats? Your marketing oh. hat, or your social media hat, or your oh like my gosh, customer I service hate hat. Saying yeah, those uh, things. yeah. Listen, man, I hate saying those things also, but it's really an effective way to communicate it about is, this it is, specifically. It is, it is. Right, and I also you were talking about fun hats. I mean, I, I mean, maybe you can have maybe fun those hats. are fun. Maybe get a, like a special hat for when you're doing kitchen witchery. One for when you're doing. I mean, you, don't, uh, you don't have to have physically witchery. have a hat for those. You should have one for when you're outside working on plants. Don't get sunburned. Uh, protect yourself. <laughs> but uh, I don't have to. But that's a separate and distinct issue. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I think that I think that often uh, we look for like a singular name for some shit. Yeah, and that name can evolve. Um, we follow that we follow that guy on TikTok who like every day he has like a new title or whatever. It's the best. Oh, yeah. um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name, but he uh, has a new, he has it's a fantastic. different gender. Oh, it's every a new day. it's a new gender. Yeah, every day. yeah, yeah, I love it's him. It's fantastic. He's the best. I love all of his outfits. I want like half of his clothing. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like you don't have to stick with the title. This isn't this isn't like. Um, you're not in elementary school. When you choose the thing, you, you're not stuck with it for the rest of the year. You know? I don't know what you're referring to this in elementary school. This is your partner. This is your, this is your thing in class. You know, like when you have like a... No. Jo- class jobs? School jobs? No, I, we never did those. Oh, okay, well, We whatever. did not do those. I grew up in a weird school. <laughs> you, you and I have very I had, different schooling yeah, experiences. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's don't worry about wild. it. Wild. Okay. So, um, of course, we have to talk about this, um, and we're going to go over this one sort of like briefly but strongly and that's racism so first of all racism does not belong in heathenry racism does not belong in witchcraft racism doesn't belong in humanity Um, racist uh yeah okay so this is the thing with racism right um some people are fucking racist and those people suck and don't do what they're doing because they suck. That's that's it. That's the lesson. You're welcome. Yeah, that that's was it. My, that was my fucking TED talk to solve the world's racism problem. Hey, fucking don't suck. Who cares? What kind of churlish dumb shit is like this person's skin color defines some characteristic of their personage? Like get the heck out, get the heck out of here with that. Um, but you are going to see... Uh, a, a fair amount of racism in the heathen space. People people like to gatekeep and build barriers, and 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 especially racists love to think that they're special little soldiers because their skin is a particular color, and that's just fucking stupid. But um, uh, the one of the prime examples as an American is Norse paganism. Um, I cannot think of what the acronym for those assholes are. Uh, but there's some bloody Norse pagan church in here in the U.S. that fancies that only whites are can be Norse and that like white is right and a bunch of other dumb shit like that. And these people are all idiots. Um, there is no historical connection between white supremacy and like Norse paganism or like. Germanic and proto-Germanic paganism or like Icelandic paganism or any of that other stuff. Uh, those people are chuckle fucks and, and that they do not need to be listened to. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, that is. That is cultural yeah, appropriation. Yeah, yeah. That's actually two levels of cultural appropriation because those assholes are culturally appropriating shit that the Nazis were culturally appropriating like fucking 70 years ago. But that's fine. Uh, picking up a history book, I guess, is difficult for these people. Um, but, uh, as somebody who is vaguely Norse pagan and like, I have like, uh, like Norse tattoos and the Mjolnir and like I have Ravens tattooed on the side of my head. Um, it is a point of conversation that comes up surprisingly more often than you would think. Uh, and I live in a, a very, very progressive, very progressive, liberal very liberal area. California. And I have ran into definitely my fair share of, um, of uh like white supremacist Norse pagans. Yes. Um uh 
and just like just keep that in mind right i mean i have had people who who have been like don't ever go to these areas because you got like viking tattoos and they're just gonna assume that you're a racist also or whatever so um i'm the wrong color for that but that's neither here nor there um so that that's something that you just you need to take into consideration right and it, it shouldn't preclude you from doing a thing just because like a person of a particular skin tone said that your particular skin tone can't do a thing. That's dumb. Like, just think about that on the very surface of it. That's dumb. And, um, but also be prepared, you know, if you're going to get a big, you know, bloody Thor's hammer tattoo on your forehead, like you're presenting a thing that you're going to have to explain constantly. I wear a kilt literally all the time. I am answering questions about it. All the time. time. All the time. Right? Just endlessly I'm answering questions about it. And like, and I've had friends and 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 family and stuff you know who who wear kilts occasionally not as often as i do they're just like oh my god it's exhausting you have all these people are bloody bugging you about this stuff and it's just like yeah like i choose to wear a kilt because it's more comfortable than fucking leg prisons don't wear pants to shit <laughs> um uh but it means that the tax i have to pay on that is that like a bunch of people are going to be like what is going on with this and some assholes are going to be like what are you wearing a skirt to which i generally answer yes yes it is a skirt why because then they don't have a fucking leg to stand on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's just something that you have to think about. Racism exists. Racist exists. Yeah, they're asshats. We're trying to stop that uh, from happening more. But uh, there are some, um, there are some practices that are more, and some practices that are less associated with racism. So be prepared when you're doing your research and that kind of stuff to like run into that level of hate. Yeah. Right. And that's coming from somebody who who has dealt with a, a, a fair amount of not necessarily hate, but certainly like questions and conversations um, of varying degrees of comfort level uh, about my Norse tattoos. Yeah. And yeah. accoutrement. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing to look in to look out for is mis misinformation. So as Abraham Lincoln once said, you don't don't believe everything you read on the Internet. Um, he probably should have included social media there, too. Misinformation. Social media. Is, is there non-internet based social media? I mean, I guess a brick with a note tied to its non-internet based social media, but it's also a crime. So, so misinformation is absolutely rampant online, especially on social media. And always remember that what someone professes to be divine or spiritual knowledge is just their opinion and their interpretation of their practice and how they see the world. That is one person. Yeah. That's how the they same see person it. as you. I mean, it's, it's just a person. So yeah. like now, if somebody's like, people, well, no. yeah, a lot of these people also view themselves as better than others. And uh, some people are just outright scammers. So things to look out for in terms of toxicity is if someone is professing that their way is the only way, it's generally a bad sign. Take what you're hearing from them or reading from them with a pretty big grain of salt. And um, some people will also use their either actual or professed metaphysical gifts to profit off of a negative situation. Yeah, if they're trying to make money off of you in like uh, <coughs> in like uh, like uh, you gotta like, uh, like you gotta give me money <coughs> so that way I can you know whatever like that's. Yeah, that's that's bad. Some of these uh, there have been some recent um, 
uh, internet seers of some degree who've been like professing information about some crimes that have been going on um, that, that, that are just based in absolute bananas. So like, you know, kind of take that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah. The, the way you want to think about it is like, think about if you were at a state fair and you saw like a trailer that had some curtains draped, like some bead curtains draped over it. Yeah. And was like, come in here, let this seer talk to you kind of a thing. And you're like, all right, like I want to do this. And I know that I got, you know, I got to pay five bucks to get into this, but like, don't get taken for a ride yeah. just because they see that you got a Rolex watch on kind of a thing, you know? So, so kind of, and especially if they tell you not to do your own research, that that's red flag. Think of it like dating. That's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Think of it like dating. If you're seeing red flags, get the fuck out of there, man. That's, that's not, that's not where you need to be. Yeah. Right. So yeah, just be, be safe. And uh, be careful of misinformation because there's a bunch of people out there who are going to try to m- misinform you. Whether they're doing it on purpose or not, it's still a thing that happens out there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is the thing, right? People can be and often are wrong. So it's the same thing that I say all the time on this podcast. Uh, if you disagree with us, t- tell me. <laughs> Like if we do, if we say something wrong, especially pronunciations, I have seen no corrections on the way I pronounce things. There's no way I'm that good or I am that good. What's up? Hire me for something. Um, <laughs> let me be a voice actor on Star Trek. How you doing? But uh, yeah, just like d- take it with a grain of salt, you know, think it through, do more, do some research and, uh, you know, don't get swindled because there's always scammers out there and uh with every day, we get closer to being that old person who sends money to their prince cousin in Africa. Or and what, so do you. Or, or whatever. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Listener. Like, like every, yeah. everybody gets one day closer to being that level of, like, uninformed because new technology is, like, different and absurd. Solid example. I still don't really fully grasp what an NFT is. And, I, <laughs> like, I'm wicked smart, yo. But, like, I... It's not that I don't understand what it is, because I do. It's just that I don't know why it is. <laughs> so that's an example. Don't get don't get taken for a ride. All right, we're back. That's right. Next up. What can you do about it? So we've talked about a lot of things. So um, Stay off the internet, read a book. Done. Go. Next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking move on. <laughs> don't listen to jackasses. Done. Get, get done with this. Yeah. End of podcast. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> We're already home. I feel like, uh, who is it that does that? I don't want to sound like an old you, person, you, but you, just you, don't you, trust you, the that's internet. That's all, folks. Yeah, the pig. Porky the pig. the pig. Is it Porky the pig? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's been it's been quite a while. Elmer Fudd the pig. Dude, and I love uh, Looney Tunes. We were just watching something recently, and they went to the desert, and I was like, ooh, this is some Looney Tunes business? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was the Troll Hunters movie. Um, Yet another Troll Hunters reference. We just if finished you, it, and it lives. If you rent are free. sleeping on Troll Hunters on Netflix, seriously, no association here. Let's gear, unless Guillermo del Toro wants to hang out, then 100 percent association. <laughs> What's up, dude? He's the best. I fucking love Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah. I love his shit. Uh, Troll but Hunters it's was so good. Not only we are so off topic right now. Good, this has nothing to do with what got, we're talking about. It's got a lot of really <laughs> interesting ideas for mythology and magic in it. See, I just tied it back in. So anyway, what can you do about the negativity on the internet? So first of all, 
take everything you read, hear, and watch online with a grain of salt and a pinch of common mundane real world sense. I would say, I would say like, uh, maybe like four cubic yards of salt. Maybe not that much salt. Like that much salt. Yeah. Take, yeah. Don't, they're internet people. Let's relax, guys. <laughs> like, I'm an internet person. I'm just saying, like, let's all yeah. fucking take it down a notch. So some things that are sort of super common in this area that I see people talk about is, um, first of all, um, practice proper food and fire safety, guys. I know we already said it at the beginning, but like, we got to do it again. You got to yeah. drink at least twice. Oh, shoot. Um, Man, so many people are asking you to put shit on fire in dumb places. Don't yeah. put shit on fire in dumb places. Also, blow out your fucking candles when you go to bed. Yeah. Because you should be keeping an eye on fires. You should have learned that. You're yeah. an adult who has a bed to go to. And if you have something that you are going to light on fire, make sure you have a good way to put that fire out should it get out of control. Yeah. As well as don't put stuff in your body that doesn't belong in your body. You know, look at thing, look for things that are toxic. Yeah, uh, and don't, don't drink ingest rocks, them. bro. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know why we have to say this to people, but like, don't, don't drink selenite. rocks. Yeah. Don't eat selenite. Be safe with fire. Just because it's on fire and in a bowl doesn't mean that it can't rise out of that bowl like a phoenix to fuck <laughs> your shit up. Because it can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, also, stop overthinking things. I, I see that. a lot of people asking, am I doing this right? What does this mean? Um, and let me... Let me tell you story time. Let me tell you a little story. So this past weekend, John was at work and I went out into the front yard to go and do something. And as soon as I opened the front door, I was like, oh, look at this little red berry. I wonder what this means. I wonder why this is here. Did the Fae leave this for me? What's going on with this berry? Weird. I'm gonna put this right here. I'm gonna come back to that later. And I went out to go and do whatever I was doing in the yard and I found a whole bunch of red berries in the yard. Apparently there's some sort of plant near us that has red berries that like some sort of animal had picked up and then discarded probably because they're gross. Or the wind, but yes. Or the wind. Yeah, we live in a forest. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that berry, not a sign, whole bunch of them in the yard. But at first I was like, what kind of sign is this? So don't overthink that stuff. Yeah. Um, and look up the signs and symbolism of something to see if it makes sense for you personally. Because if you ask me if something was a sign, I can only guess. You are the one who that sign or Does it not feel sign. Signy? Yeah. You're the person who that thing was intended for. So you're going to know better than we will, whether or not it was a sign. Although we can absolutely help to guide you to understanding whether it was or not. Or, or help you with the research. You know, like if you're just like, oh, like I got this thing, but I don't whatever. Right. There's a fine line between like, like, um, only reading the good thing in your cards that you want to read and like assuming that everything around you is some sort of a sign. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it takes a while to know if stuff is a sign. You just have to pay attention and start writing it down or Dude, remembering just it, write it down. to That's, know when something's a sign. Write it down. Is this a sign? Question mark underneath what you just wrote down. Move on. Right. Yeah. And then like whatever, you may circle back and be like, definitely a sign. You may circle back six months later and be like, definitely not a sign. It's winter. Of course, there's no leaves on the tree. What was I talking about, Willis? 
right? You just had a bad yeah. morning. You're yeah. just like, why is there no leaves on the trees? What's going on right now? What is this sign? You're like, winter, bitch, it's January. Done. Right? So, like, yeah, just, you know, again, take the shovel assault. Yeah. Now, if you're doing spirit work or deity work, um, spirits and deities don't get mad at you for leaving the wrong offering. There's a lot of people who are afraid they're going to offend a God um, or a spirit or other type of being like that. And I get it. I get that fear. But at the same time that these spirits have been around for untold amounts of time and they don't care about petty things like you oh, left out hot dogs and their favorite thing is pineapple. Well, well, only recently have humans had access to fucking everything fucking all of the time, yeah. which is what we currently have access to everything all of the time beforehand. Uh, sometimes you didn't have access to whole colors for like most of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two months out of the year, we got blue shit. So we got blue. But other than that, no blue. Nothing you're making is blue. That's just how that works, right? So take that into consideration. Also, sometimes it's the intention that matters and not the not the precision. Right. Like, like, oh, I'm leaving a little leaving a little offering with, uh, you know, for this deity or whatever. And but like you're vegetarian, so you don't have like like chicken or whatever. Um, they're not going to be butthurt about that. You don't eat meat. Why would, why would you have meat? Yeah. Right. Like that's that's perfectly reasonable. Most of the time as offerings, most of the time we just leave a little bit of whatever it is that we're having for a a little bit of of whatever we're having for dinner. Like tonight we had chicken wings with like French fries and ranch dressing. So tonight that would be our offering. Let me tell you, Aphrodite does not mind chicken wings <laughs> yeah with right? hot like, sauce yeah it and doesn't, ranch it, dressing yeah. and french fries I, I think that it's all part of that don't overthink right yeah. like 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 you're overthinking that it's got it's got to be this exact color red of the thing and like i mean if your thing is that it needs to be like exactly these perfectly ripe strawberries that you're leaving every single time then like build a greenhouse and figure all that shit out like that's awesome <laughs> do that that's rad right but like don't worry about it if it's not like don't let it get you down yeah yeah don't let it hold you back don't build (laughs) barriers for yourself other people are going to barrier a bunch of shit in your life don't barrier yourself be free man now if you are trying to work with a spirit or a deity and you're working with them for guidance and they've given you a direction for guidance that is obviously not super sus like if they're telling you like go murder a bunch of people don't do that yeah don't be Uh, (laughs) be a piece of shit i mean yes don't don't go murking people so um if they've told you to do something as part of this work that you're doing with that particular spirit and you haven't done it they're just not gonna make time for you that doesn't mean they're mad at you that just means they have all of those people out there in the world who are praying to them who are worshiping them who want to work with them who are working with them and they don't have time for someone who isn't going to commit to whatever that thing is well to working with them yeah it doesn't matter whether they give you a thing to do or not that's a negligible aspect of a thing right when you put work in you get stuff out of any situation right it's cause and effect that's like the nature of physics and the (coughs) arrow of time right but like uh, as an example, if you do tarot a bunch, 
Uh, sometimes your tarot cards are going to give you very roundaboutly the exact same bloody answer like four or five times to a thing. It's probably because that's the answer. And sometimes for several uh, months in a row and you're like, I get it. But you're not doing the thing, so they're going to so keep, telling, keep you. telling you. And then sometimes you do, you do the, the thing. thing and it's still telling you because you didn't do 100% of the thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, I guess tarot cards can be assholes sometimes. I don't know what the point yeah. of that was. Yeah. But, yeah, just like, <laughs> like, like participate in your own, like, edification with regard to this stuff yeah. and and like don't expect this isn't a two hour movie you're not gonna like open up a spell book and then be like i got it guys i'm super wizard now don't worry about it uh yeah you're not gonna like open a spell book and be defending the world against the sanderson sisters yeah <laughs> But, <laughs> but also trust in the process of learning, whether that's about your craft, interpreting signs or really anything else. And this even goes beyond the witchy community. But trust in that process of learning. Uh, write things down. Seriously, this is like another one of those drinking game things where with this podcast where I say it every time, just write it down. Put it in your phone. Put it in a notebook. Get something fancy. Make a nice pen. Whatever it is that you want. Use a scrap of paper in the back of a receipt. Write it down. Because yeah. it's going to help you remember. And later on, it's going to help you analyze. Like, when if you've ever read a book and they've about like witchcraft or seen a movie about witchcraft and there's like a cool spell book or like a book of shadows or a grimoire, that's what that is. You could be that person. Be yeah. that person. So um, also read and research from several different sources before making a decision. Try to get yeah. things from outside of your own personal belief or what it is that you're wanting to get out of that particular yeah. research. Yeah, definitely do research. Write it down. Um, you know, and and like it takes time. Be patient. Yeah. And accept that you'll always be learning over time. You'll gain experience and knowledge, but there will always be more to learn. I have yeah. been practicing and I have been researching witchcraft stuff from a variety of different angles for 30 years, yeah. uh, whether I've been in or out of the broom closet. And I am still learning things all of the time. Yes, I have a lot of history and I have a lot of knowledge, but there are plenty more things out there for me to learn. And sadly, unless I become a vampire, I don't or I become truly immortal. Um, I don't think that I'm going to learn all the stuff that I want to learn before it's my time to leave this plane of existence. That's yeah. how much there is out there. But also, Follow what interests you and see where that takes you. That's part of the directing your own learning. You're not in school. We are not your teachers. You're not going to get some sort of a certificate here, but try to find something that you enjoy and follow that thread. Make it fun for you and also interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, uh, just like, you know what? And it doesn't necessarily have to be like the whole of your bloody existence. You yeah, know, like absolutely. sometimes take a break. Let me tell you what, read a read a, like a witchcraft book or whatever, and then read like a regular storybook. And also and like there's there's a lot of interesting witchcraft stuff that you can learn from reading fiction. Yeah. 
I highly recommend The Death yeah. Gate Cycle by Margaret Hickman and Tracy Weiss. That's my favorite book series after Lord of the Rings. Uh, and there's a lot of really interesting stuff about there about how they practice magic. And I super love it. Yeah. Watch so, Star Trek. Learn tolerance. I'm just putting it out there. Yes. Yeah. We can be that. We can be those humans. We just yeah. choose to be assholes. So let's <laughs> but, not and that leads that. me to the last point. It's like you're looking at these notes and feeding me my segues. It's almost like um, it's almost wow. like we, oh, it's almost like we. No, I have done no fucking clue what's going while? on. I'm just, I'm just talking, and it works out that way. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just that lucky. I'm just enabling you in this. Bam, no. finger guns. Finger guns. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so that leads me to the last point here about what you can do. Uh, don't be a jerk. Yeah. Your opinion is your opinion is your opinion. You don't have to agree with anybody or do what they say. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can belittle or gatekeep others just because they're doing something in a different way than you would. Yeah. And I'm going to say that one again. Don't belittle or gatekeep people for doing something differently than what you think is the way that you want to do things. Yeah. Because your way is your personal way and not their way. Yeah, you're not somebody else. You could do it your way. If you believe that the right way is this way, that's fine. It's good for you. High five, I guess. Whatever. Um, but that shit doesn't mean that it, that everybody needs to do it that way. That's dumb. Exactly. That's exactly as dumb as racism. That's just racism with more steps. Don't be racist. Don't yeah, be an don't, asshole. Don't, don't do that thing. Come on. Yeah. All right, so let's go into spells. Yeah, so uh, I got two fun <coughs> spells for y'all tonight or today or this afternoon or whenever you are reading this. Um, we are recording at night. Uh, and the first one is one that's very popular on the internet right now, and that is a cord-cutting spell with some candles. You can also call this an unbinding spell. Um, so to do this spell, you will need two candles, preferably not tea lights, preferably like uh, some sort of taper candle or even birthday candles work cotton thread uh it definitely don't get something that's not cotton or wool you don't want plastic at yeah, all natural fiber a fireproof surface uh, a cookie sheet works great for this a piece of paper and a writing instrument so fold your paper in half and then open it back up you'll have like a fold line on either side on one side of the fold write your name or draw a picture of yourself whatever you want uh on the other side of the fold Write what you wish to unbind or release from you. That can be a person. Uh, this is a very popular spell for relationships. It can be a habit. It can be a feeling. It can be pretty much whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so that you're sort of looking at them there. And then tear the paper in half on the fold and place the papers on the fireproof surface. Take one candle and then think about what you're trying to unbind or release and then place that candle on top of the paper with the same name. Right. Uh, next, take the other candle. This is going to signify you and visualize how you will feel with this thing gone from your life. Now, place your candle on top of the paper with your name. So next, you'll be taking the thread. Wrap that thread around the two candles. You want it to be sort of like a loop. You don't want it to be pulling them together. You want the candles to be standing separate, but you want the 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 thread to sort of be wrapped around them and then um, to light the candles and visualize what you want to release or unbind or cut the cord with leaving your life. Like literally picture yourself walking away from it or it 
uh, slowly consuming or burning down or being pulled out of you, whatever imagery or thought works best for you about how that works. There's some people who don't really have that mind's eye thing and think of it in a way that makes the most sense to you, uh, leaving your life. So once those candles have burned down the thread, you may now extinguish the candles. Uh, and after that's all done and everything's cooled down, throw the candle, the paper, and any remnants of the thing you want to release in the garbage. Just throw that business away. That candle that signifies you, you can dispose of that one in any way you desire. You can also throw it away. We can keep it, reuse it for the for the wax. We do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, there's no need to uh, try and figure out what the flame means on this because it's not, you're not using this as a matter of divination. You're using this as a spell to accomplish a purpose. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times I'll see people posting pictures or videos of one of the candles flaring up. Um, fire just does that sometimes. And that doesn't necessarily Dude, mean candles are not as easy as people think they are, man. There are <laughs> yeah. so many things that I, I make a lot of candles. And let me tell you what, I have made candles that are like, Oh my God, it's so dope looking, but the flame is like awful. Yeah. And I've made candles yeah. where in, in fact, so, tiny story time, even though we don't really have time for that in this podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway. Sorry guys. It's going to be a one, long one. One time, uh, when I was a kid. So, uh, many, many moons ago when I was a child in the late nineties and early 2000s. I think this was in the late 90s. I think this was pre-2000. Um, you could buy these kits that was like some fucking bullshit potpourri and like beads of wax and you would pour it into a jar and make like a beads of wax candle with potpourri. Um, that sounds like a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah, it was It was the fucking stupidest thing imaginable. I don't know if we just had like a botched kit or like dad and I didn't follow the rules. I don't really remember the details of it. But what I do remember is watching this candle burn nicely. Uh, it's going down. It's burning real nicely. And then this glass jar turn into like a fucking rocket engine <laughs> as it's just like. Rawr, just like flaming up out of the top of the candle. And we're like, oh shit, that was a hundred percent wrong. Also, I can tell you the number of times in which I have moved a piece of glass, what with was heated up and then it just like detonated in my hand yeah. as incredibly high. So, so like be again, be fire safe, do this in a safe place. Right. I mean, you have spaces in your kitchen that are, that are fire safe. Yeah. Um, uh, also wax leaves residue. So make sure you clean up your wax before you, um, yep. Yep. Uh, fucking try to cook on that cookie sheet again Yeah, and set uh, off a fire alarm or something. Yeah. Uh, and some wax, you don't really want to be ingesting the stuff that's in the wax. Mm. Uh, now that is not to say that you can't use flames as signs or candles. Oh yeah. We're not talking about divination. that at all. We're just talking about Pyromancy is uh, honestly super cool and is something that I've been practicing for a very long time that is reading flames to get divination results. Um, but that is not what we're talking about here. And I would very much recommend that you ignore those type of things when you are doing the spell so that you can focus on the idea that you are leaving something undesirable behind Yeah, because that will start you overthinking and remember we said stop doing that yeah um so the next. next one is a little charm that you can say anytime that you feel you need to ground yourself and to repel negativity uh so it goes a little something like this i feel like i need some sort of thing to say before i start reciting things it's very strange 
Like it's yeah, some sort I don't of know like, that you need to say something. Like it's something some sort beforehand. of like little. Also, ditty-er. she's ignoring the fact that the names she wrote down for this is a charm for ignoring haters. <laughs> I feel like she glanced, uh, she uh, she glossed over the clearly most in fucking important part of this. But what the heck yeah. ever. So this yeah, is just a say the charm thing. for just ignoring haters. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I am air rising above these energies. I am fire burning away fear and doubt. I am water letting negativity flow past me. I am earth standing steadfast. My spirit cannot be broken. Fuck these haters. Put that at the end there. You can add on whatever you want. You do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. So just say that anytime or think that anytime you feel yeah. like you need to ground yourself and sort of take a minute. So if you all want to do additional spells for removing negativity from your life, we have correspondences. I bet you're wondering how I was going to tie that in. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Everything she says is just a wonder. So whatever. <laughs> so uh, some animals that are associated with removing negativity are uh, frog and hawks okay i i'm not disagreeing yeah. i'm like yeah sure rock and roll I, dope. It, it was a it was a journey colors um the most common would be black and white uh black specifically for releasing and for protection and white is sort of an all-purpose color for everything and also protection um rocks and metals uh that would be hematite obsidian selenite and smoky quartz yeah don't for, eat any of them What's wrong with you? Yeah, definitely don't eat any of those. Um, plants, you can use black pepper, you can use clove, ivy, nettle, or any sort of thorny plant. Oak and uh, sage, of course, for removing negativity. Uh, foods, you can use coffee or garlic or several citrus fruits like lemon. Uh, and other types of symbols you can use for this would be the algae's rune, uh, you can also use the evil eye symbol and the most auspicious time for this magic, but not the only time you can work it would be during the waning moon. For removing negativity specifically. For removing yeah. negativity specifically. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, that's toxic internet witchcraft. I mean, I feel like we kind of like surface leveled this. And I think that that's probably for the best. But if you want to have a discussion about it, hit us up on social media or in the comments below. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, if you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe. That was a pretty smooth transition. I'm pretty happy with that one. It would have been much smoother if you didn't stop. To uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to stop and mention how smooth it is because <laughs> I generally never remember what the heck we're supposed to be doing for these things. Um, just like I don't know what we're doing getting into this stuff because I'm not the one that does the research. I'm here for color commentary. That's right. Uh, I'm just a pretty face. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, you will continue to believe that I'm a pretty face. <laughs> And I'm definitely not lying to you. We about have it. a joke that one of us in this relationship is the pretty one and one of us is the smart one. And I'm going to let you guys decide which one you think that is. Yeah. I think I might, because this is a podcast where mostly you're doing the talking, that I might be the pretty one, which I'm okay you're with. You're definitely so. the pretty one in this. Yeah. Whatever's clever, man. We're talking about math or like space stuff. I'm definitely the pretty one. <laughs> math or space stuff? Math, space stuff, and cars. I'm the pretty one. <laughs> Sure. Whatever. Home improvement. I'm also the pretty one. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, but hit us up on social media or any of these videos. You can find links to all of that stuff at nerdjive.com. And um, we definitely love hearing from y'all. So let us know what you guys think. And as a little bit of a sneak preview for what's happening next, our next episode is going to be a deep dive into the goddess Persephone pretty excited about that and uh coming up in the next couple of months we're gonna be hitting our one year anniversary yeah with this podcast yeah so uh which is super exciting so we're gonna be doing some uh q a there huh yeah we're gonna do some q a uh so if you have questions that you would like us to answer is that something that people suggested some did somebody suggest that we did have a patron suggest that we do that live so we We might might be doing a live thing guys it's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Or is it? I don't know. So it's mostly um, just that I have to figure out how to do it. <laughs> and I'm lazy is the thing there. But yeah, whatever. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, uh, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. podcast. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Yeah. Uh, stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence, breathe out self-doubt. 